Uh, I want to introduce you to my friend Julie. Uh, this is Julie Dirksy, and she and her husband Pat lead City Church Compton in Compton, California. Uh, and Steph and I will be going straight into Compton uh, this summer uh, as part of our sabbatical. So we will be with Pat and Julie and their kids for about two weeks. Yes, I'm very excited. And we're very excited. So when Julie came up to help with the Naturally Supernatural weekend, I said, well, do you want to do the teaching, and she shared with us kind of what God's doing, been doing in her life, and I think has a really powerful word for us as we continue on this journey of inner healing together. So mm. do me a favor and welcome Julie. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I've been super encouraged to be with you this week, and even being here feels a bit of a miracle provision, as on Thursday, my flight was canceled at 3.30 in the afternoon, and I thought, oh, I might not be able to get there. Um, and then I was put on a flight for the next day. So um, God provide, provided uh, miraculously. I know there was a group of you that was praying. And we sent out prayers to our intercessory team and just asked, like, Lord, if there's a way, can you um, deliver a flight? And he did. And so um, it, I've just been filled with gratitude for the opportunity to be here this weekend with you. And I just want to share, um, if I may, just uh, to what you just did this listening exercise. I just, I was really sensing um, that God was doing even just some uh, deliverance and healing, even in our worship just then. And that it was just kind of that God has been doing that this weekend, <laughs> and that he's continually doing that. And um, I was just really honored, and, and I said, thank you, Lord. That's, you're just amazing. You're amazing. But I just want to speak that over you. And I also want to just encourage you that God is doing something very special here. And it's very evident from this, the second that I got here, the second I was picked up by Andrea, the, that God is moving in a special way. His Holy Spirit is here in a, a very special way, and his kingdom is coming. And um, I recognize that, and I just want to say, Lord, come. Come more. Keep coming. Thank you. Show us. Help us have obedient hearts and continue to lean in into them and what, you, what you're asking us to do. But I just want to recognize what a special thing it is that God is doing here at Regeneration. So uh, thank you for allowing me to be a, a tiny little part of it. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to start with the scripture, and this is coming straight from Psalm 40. And I'm reading the NIV version. I like a lot of versions of it, though, so I encourage you to read other versions, too. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord, my God, are your wonders you have done. The things you planned for us, none can compare with you. 
Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come, it is written about me in the scroll, I desire to do your will, my God, your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help, and I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Uh, The Passion Translation says, to the biggest crowd I can find. I'm going to declare your praise to the biggest crowd I can find. I love that. I love that. Uh, So this psalm really expresses just what we've been talking about all weekend with the experience that we find ourselves as Christians in day to day the battle experience that we are living in and that we have been really encouraging each other um, over this weekend to continue to go forth in. And um, I, I tend to be a, a person that really r- wants to jump to the new song <laughs> and the new thing that God is doing. And what I really want to focus today is kind of that um, being in that slimy pit which is not always the fun thing to focus on, but being in that slimy pit or, or just realizing your need for rescue. Um, and I think just in reference to where we've been this weekend, it's a little easier for us to kind of think about that and see that. And the reminder that we are the, in that battle and there are three things that tend to keep us uh, battling. It's the devil, right? The devil has come. The enemy has come, and he's come to steal and to kill and to destroy. But God has come to give us abundant life. And so we've got that enemy. We've also got this, the world, the cultural forces that are going on, that are strong and tend to maybe pull us out of what God is doing or pull us out of maybe the, the path that God wants us to be on. And, that, and sometimes that pull is really fast, and, but more often I see it's just kind of a slow drift. But it's, it's constant in our life, so it tends to just kind of um, keep us drifting, almost like, a, you know, when you're sitting in a water, a body of water, and the current pulls you and, you, and all of a sudden, you're 100, 200 yards down the, the shore, and you go, how did I end up here? This is, this is crazy. So that's what I feel like the, the cultural drifts and the, the battle that we're facing culturally. Um, and then we see that there's just our own depravity, our own weakness, our own... Um, sinfulness, our natural propensity to kind of be pulled towards sin. And I, I just, it's so encouraging for me what Paul says in Romans, because he just, he really feels this tangible frustration. He understands it. And, and he says in Romans seven fourteen through 20, he says, so the trouble is not with the law, for 
It is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin, and I don't really understand myself, (laughs) for I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. So he's just talking about this, you know, this frustration of the sinful nature that he's inherited. Um, And so we could really spend a lot of time on each of those areas, um, and we have been unpacking that, right? But today I just really want to share a personal story uh, around my brokenness. And as you guys are going through healing, a picture that I just had um, this morning, you know, inner healing and asking Jesus to really come come in. Um, if you've ever, if you're a mom or a dad, or and even if you're not, if you if you have a sibling or uh, you have a child in your life, you know when they get they skin their knee or they get a cut on their hand. And there's this moment where, um, you know, you want to come in and you want to help them. You know, like, let's say their knee's full of dirt. You know, I, we, can't, we can't leave it like that, right? We've got to, you know, go in and clean it out and put some ointment on it or whatever, neosporin, put the Band-Aid on. And there's this moment with most, most kids, probably sometimes with most, some adults, right, where we're like, uh-uh, don't touch it. Don't touch it, it hurts. Don't touch it, it hurts. And sometimes you just find um, that that's where you are. Maybe you're aware of your brokenness. It hurts, you know something's going on there, but you're just like, don't touch it, you're gonna make it worse. Sometimes there's this complete unawareness of of your brokenness or your sin or your wounding. And by the way, that's, that was me and that's the story I'm gonna tell you too. I'm just completely unaware of what's going on. Um, which is, which is yeah, we serve a good God. He, he, he's gonna reveal those things to us. We don't have to worry about the, that stuff and he knows that we can only take a certain amount of it at a certain time and he's in, he's in control so we can just you know, be de- dependent on him. So sometimes you're completely unaware of it of your sin and your brokenness. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's there, it hurts, don't touch it, I'm not ready. No, I can't let you clean that out. Um, And then sometimes we're just at a spot where it's like, whew, just do it. Just do it, please, Lord. You're the great physician, just do it, heal it, go in there, do whatever you need to do, and just do it. And I just want to say that all those spots are okay to be. Like all those spots, that's a part of the process that we get to be on a journey with Jesus. And there's always spaces in our life where, where, you know, he's really prompting or he's putting his finger on or he's, like, highlighting, like, this is where I'm going right now. But he's not going to make us go and address everything all at once. He's gentle, he's patient, and he's the great reminder, the great reminder. So um, I want to share with you uh, just a, an, a time in my life where I was completely unaware, and I've, I've had the opportunity to help with um, these Naturally Supernatural workshops for a while, and I really felt God leading me into taking more responsibility in that area. And 
I uh, had an opportunity, Paul McConaughey invited me to come and help with one, um, actually in Michigan, uh, uh, close by, um, and just, you know, start learning how to implement. We had already been, you know, really going after the things of the Holy Spirit, wanting to see breakthrough in our setting, and it was just kind of the next step. Um, and so I said, yeah, yeah, I want to come. I really felt the Holy Spirit say, yeah, go, go. And, um, you know, I, I was going in the mindset of like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm really going to help with this. I'm really going to be, you know, involved, and this is going to be amazing. This is great. Um, and I arrived at the McConaughey house, and um, he introduced, Paul introduced me to his whole family, and this really strange thing started to happen while, after I was meeting and just with them. I just would have, like, all of a sudden really inappropriate sexual images pop into my head. And I was like, what is this? This is really throwing me off and doesn't happen ever. And, and my first um, idea was, or my first kind of thought was like, I just got to cover this up and where, what is going on? This is really bizarre. And it kind of brought a sense of anxiety and stress. And um, so we're, you know, uh, getting ready to go to the conference. We were driving from Fort Wayne. And um, Paul uh, was super honoring and um, invited his 17-year-old daughter to drive with us in the conference to the location. He had already, the, the Holy Spirit had already shown him that there was some brokenness with me in this and just wanting things to be completely healthy and appropriate to share. Um, he invited her and I, I love that girl. That girl, Hannah is amazing and we really had a special connection but now knowing how she served me that weekend was just really beautiful. And um, so we're driving to the Naturally Supernatural um, conference. Gosh, is that about a three-hour drive? It was a long drive. <laughs> and I had a lot of questions, and I was really curious and, you know, wondering what I could help with. And all this time having these random, strange thoughts jump into my head and just getting more and more anxious. Um, then Paul, uh, at one point during the drive, just started sharing his own story. And he shared um, his journey with pornography and how God had really rescued him from that and just how the Lord had continued to speak and sanctify and show. And I'm like, why is he telling me? Why is he telling me all this stuff? But at the same time, you know, I'm having these really random, random things. And I just felt like my heart was squeezed like really squeezed, and I knew God was up to something, but I had really no idea what he was doing, and I was just, I was really anxious. I thought, what's going on? This is, this is really strange. So we arrive at the um, conference. I watch the whole workshop, learn, it's good. I, I go back to my host family house and I'm, I get ready for bed, and I lay down, and I'm just like, Jesus, what was that? What is going on? You know, like, why 
why was my heart so squeezed? Why are these random things happening to me? And why did, you know, this leader that I respect and I'm trying to imitate the naturally supernatural ways, like learn from, why did he confess all that stuff to me? And what, you know, just super confused and so very unaware. And laying there, I heard him say to me, you're afraid to look at your sin. You're afraid to look at your sin. And I said, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think I tried to avoid it. I think I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) Don't touch that area. And I said, show me, show me. Because still at that time, I knew that I was afraid to look at my sin. But I didn't know what he was referring to or what he was talking about. I said, show me, show me what you're talking about. I want to know. I know you're moving. I know you're moving. And he brought to my heart that just around my, um, not just, it was a big offense, around my marriage bed and my relationship with my husband, although um, I thought that was pure, I always had been entertaining impure thoughts in my head. Impure thoughts that probably were, you know, similar to something that would be um, objectifying or something in the realm of a pornographic kind of thing that I would just entertain. So I, um, I, I, all of a sudden it was like, I just saw it all. I just saw it all. And honestly, I never had, like, even had a full awareness that it was something that I was doing. But it was by the grace of God that he revealed this to me. So we finish the conference, and, and um, I take a, a real, you know, I just really watch and Obviously, there's so much going on, and I've had this, you know, amazing moment with the Lord, which didn't stop there. He then, after showing me that, he said, because you're afraid to look at your own sin, you're also afraid to go into other people's sin, and you're also afraid to go towards sin, and so when you sense something is going on, you actually back out of it. And I said, oh, Lord, like, that is not the way of Jesus. That is not the way of Jesus. I see Jesus always moving towards. He does not pass us by. He doesn't pass us by, and he moves us forward. And I said, I I repent of that. I'd want to just very much step into where you are moving and where you are coming. And, and when you're flushing out our brokenness, I want to move, move towards what you're doing. So I did a lot of personal confession that evening, end of the conference, went home. Immediately when I went home, I just said, Pat, I, my husband, Pat, I, I really need to confess to you right away. I need to share all of this with you, this journey that God has revealed to me and what I've done. And just um, 
just the mercy and the grace and the love that my husband showed me was supernatural, supernatural, and just the forgiveness that he showered on me just even to this day and, and continues to shower on me as I tell my story, as I, you know, really live through things. Um, and, uh, and I was just like so blessed, so blessed by his response. And I just, I, uh, this event, I said, this is the, uh, an event, right, where God is broke, broken in and he's doing something, but I know there's a process. And I know that the event isn't just going to everything's better, there's a process. And so I just went with a heart. I just said, Lord, show me, show me. Obviously, there's things in my life that are not of you, and I want to see, I, wanna, I want you to dissect for me and show me the things that, um, that have led to this, you know, sinful pattern of thoughts. Show me what has led to this. And he was slow and gentle and loving, but he started showing me that it was about lust, that my brokenness was about lust, that what I had, what God had given me, the gifts in front of me weren't enough or they weren't ever going to be enough and that I, had, I felt like I just had to go get that next thing and fill myself with that next thing. And, and I want to tell you, I, I filled myself with things that I thought were perfectly fine, like uh, Christian historical romance. I thought it was just, you know, something that uh, books and books I would read and read, and, and I just really loved it. But he showed me, and I'm not saying that those things are necessarily wrong, but what it was feeding in me was not good. And he showed me, I had, you know, like I would watch every Hallmark movie that ever came out. And yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that's wrong either, but it was feeding something in me that w- a discontent with what I had and this lustful um, view towards what I needed. And so I just, I said, I said Lord, whatever you want me to do, I cut those things out of my life. I went and deleted. I gave a bunch of books away. I said, you know what, this stuff, again, this is a temporary thing. If you're doing something that's um, meant to be lasting in me for eternity, I want to do that. So whatever it is you're asking, I'm going to give those things up. And he just slowly, slowly showed me, and he also showed me how I needed to when, when thoughts like that, that were inappropriate around my marriage, but I had to start really stopping those thoughts and being conscious of them and um, praying against them, choosing a different. He needed to reroute the hardened places in my mind. And I needed to give him access to that. And I said, Lord, help me. Lord, help me, I want to do that. I want to, I want to go on this journey. And so he's been super, super faithful, and I've been really encouraged on the way that he's brought redemption um, in this area. Um, but the story doesn't stop there. Um, he's shown me now, um, now uh, as I've been more transparent and share. Um, and that's my goal. I... I um, when you, when you have just a revelation of, you know, this big slimy pit that you've been in, 
You're like, I just want to tell everybody that he's, he's rescued me out of it. I just want to tell everybody, right? And, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? Anyone that'll listen to me, I'm happy to tell them. <laughs> I'm happy to tell them. But also, there are specific times where I've seen that God is prompting. And he's now, um, he's just really given a, a sense. Like, I just feel like maybe somebody is struggling with a sexual sin. You, frequently, it's like new people that I meet, right? Because um, there's something that I'm sensing there. Um, and so I just follow, I just follow the model that was given to me, right? Um, I, I make sure it's appropriate, especially if it's a male. I have someone else with me. And um, I confess, I share my brokenness and my vulnerability and how I had really struggled um, with this. And it's just amazing how God uses our story to bring freedom. I've seen the shackles fall off. I've seen people really struggle with the same exact thing as, as I do and just have been like, I thought I was so crazy. I thought I was so crazy and then you shared this and I, I realized there's freedom for me, right? And it also brings people who have experienced sexual abuse and have maybe never shared, have shared with me after sharing this story. It, you know, the ranges of what has um, come is uh, pretty amazing what God has done. And so um, I have my whole family coached. Hey, listen, you know, like, and I mean my spiritual family, but hey, if we're together and I start confessing all this stuff, would you please stay with me? Um, so they, they know, okay, okay, yep, yep, and they've been super, super gracious. So um, I'm grateful for the way that God has just really shown um, the need for rescue and then the redemption. So redeeming, so redeeming when he uses that. We have such a good God. We have such a good God. Yeah, he frees and he equips. He frees and he equips. And what a privilege it is to just be on this this journey with him. So you can um, see why Psalm 40, especially, specifically, the verse that says, I will speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs on my head, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to my help. And I... I and we've seen that. We've seen that this weekend. We've seen how he's come quickly, that he's a God who's rescuing us, a God who is on the move, and he's on the move here in a special, special way. So wherever you are, wherever you are in the journey of um, just 
your brokenness and maybe some wounding. By the way, um, this week even, as um, Kyle and Steph have totally blessed me, and part of um, a, an awareness, something that the Lord showed me in this, this weekend was, you know, some of um, where the brokenness stemmed was, I had a, an experience as a child that was very traumatic around my sister, um, and, and specifically around sexual sin, um, and so I realized, I was like, Lord, I think you're doing some healing there. I think you're moving there. And it was really helpful to see that he goes back to those places of wounding and heals. So um, I want to encourage you, when God delivers us, it often leads me to a spot where he's doing something completely new and there's this gratitude of recalling the testimonies of what God has done. And and, and it says that in Psalm 40, doesn't it? And there's this gratitude heart. But you know what? We're we're very forgetful people. We tend to forget and I just, even right now, I just feel really prompted, like, recall the testimonies of how God has rescued and is continuing to rescue you. This deep cry, Lord, we just want to recognize you, your mercy and your grace. Um, and it leads me, when we recall those testimonies, it leads me to this spot of real humbleness of, like, there's nothing we can do. It is all you, Lord. There's nothing we can do. It is all you. And then there's this responsibility of continuing to follow after him. So um, that journey and seeing his redemption, I think it, it waters. It waters the trust in our soul towards him. Yeah? Yeah, it waters the trust Verse 4 declares of this trust, Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And it's almost as we recall his ongoing works in our life that build that trust. And then follow him into the places that we didn't know, the brokenness, we build that trust. Paul said this weekend, he said, if you, have, if you struggle with obedience, more than likely, it's a trust thing. A trust thing with the Lord that we're not trusting his goodness or his grace or his love or his mercy, his Father's heart. And I just want to, um, I want to just declare that the Father is one to be trusted He is one that loves us. And those experiences that I'm just describing to you, when when those things happened, they were scary. You know, I felt vulnerable. I felt out of control. I felt, um, I think I heard this from Joey this weekend, like someone was reading my mail. (laughs) And it wasn't necessarily a fun place to go. But when I see how he's faithful and he's continually guiding and he's continually cleansing, you know, as he's shown me this, I realized there were so many things I was missing in life. 
so many things I was missing, so many gifts that God had given me right before me, and I was just looking somewhere else. I was looking for some sort of entertainment to fill me, and I wasn't recognizing the gifts that God had right before me. And so there's just been tremendous restoration there. I know God is moving in each of your lives and that he's moving right now. And I'm really grateful for that. And I just want to pray, I want to pray here at the end that he would build our trust and that he would make us courageous to step into the spaces that, that he's asking us to step into, even if it means temporary discomfort. The Holy Spirit is in the business of sanctification and purification, and he will continue to go after that. He is, that is his role and his job, and he, he is insistent about it. And so I just, I just want to pray that our trust, that our obedience would just grow in Jesus. And so, Father, we just, I just thank you. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you've done. We are here for you. We just thank you for the privilege it is to be your sons and daughters in Christ. We thank you for the healing, the freedom, the chains dropping to the floor. We thank you for that. We thank you for lifting shame and condemnation off our backs. We thank you for your mercies, your mercies and grace. None of us deserve them and you freely give them. And I just ask that you would help us keep our hands open and our hearts ready to receive. Open our ears, open our eyes, open our heart and make us ready We just give you all praise and glory and honor. And we do, we proclaim your great works to the biggest crowd I can find. You are so good, Jesus. And and we are so in love with you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Here at Regen, um, one of the things we do is response time because we don't just want to kind of be moved in this moment and then walk away unchanged, but we really want to sit in what the Father is inviting us to and um, because we want that freedom. We want that breakthrough. We want more of him. It's about more of Jesus. And so um, I just, I kind of want to offer three kind of invitations this morning. The first is that if you need prayer for anything, for physical healing, for emotional healing, for bondage from sin. Um, Our oversight team at the end of the service will be in the back during communion. Um, I know it's hard. I know it takes courage, but we would be honored to pray with you. We would delight in seeing God move in your life today. So I want to invite you to that. The second thing is, um, how is God getting your attention? Is there a sin he's highlighting? Um, Is it just even the fact that maybe you're afraid to even ask that question? So just to take a little time and invite him to kind of do a little, a little examination of our hearts today. And if you find that there's not a sin, then my invitation to you would be, 
what are you grateful for that he has redeemed you from? And to just stay, say that to him today. Maybe you're not in a place, maybe you've just, maybe this weekend you've dealt with some stuff and you're feeling, you know, like just so grateful to really give him praise and gratitude for what he has done. Um, but I think my, my invitation to you is if there is something today, if your heart is beating fast, if you, your thoughts are racing and, and you sense like, yeah, there is this thing, do not leave today without addressing it. Like our sin is an emergency because it leads to destruction. It leads us away from Jesus. It keeps us in bondage. And he wants freedom for you today. That's his heart for you. His kindness leads us to repentance. So let's just uh, take a moment of silence here while the band plays, and then I'll, I'll pray for us.